I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. I don't know. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome, everyone, to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Hope everyone's having a wonderful week so far. We are really happy to be with you. Uh, um, We have lots going on in gun world, and uh, we had an epic weekend over at Cape Gunworks starting off on Friday with our annual, our fifth annual Top Shot Invitational. It was a golf tournament to raise money for the uh, two charities that we support, the Nicholas Exaros Fund and Heroes in Transition. And it was a great success. It was another sold-out event. And we switched it up a little bit. We had a pig roast and did a bunch of fun stuff. It's a 22-hole golf tournament, which is pretty exhausting. A lot of people were gassed at the end of it, but most people had a really good time, and it was a lot of fun. We had the golf ball can cannon out there, the X Products can cannon on, I think it was the first hole or second hole. I think it was the first hole, actually. And um, our staff ran that. So we have the blanks that launched the golf ball. Um, and you could pay 20 bucks and use that for your drive. And we were able to raise another 2000 bucks just with that alone. So that was pretty awesome. And, um, yeah, so, you know, it was just nonstop action all weekend. So we, we kicked off with that. Then we had um, Saturday uh, kind of a range day with FN. We had uh, the um, – who else was here? We had FN and, oh, we had Mantis X here. Um, We had, who else? U.S. Law Shield was here. And so anyway, we had a great time there, a bunch of discounts. And uh, we got to shoot the new FN Reflex gun, which is their version of the SIG 365 if you will but it's a little different it's a twist on things so it is a hammer fired gun with an internal hammer double action only optic ready or not um ambi mag release but unlike all the other fn guns it didn't have the ambi slide stop or um it didn't have a safety so that was irrelevant but uh anyway very, very nice gun. I did a video on that. That should be dropping soon if it hasn't already. And uh, it was re- really cool. I got to shoot it even before the rep uh, shot it. So I was the first to shoot it. We did the full unboxing and all that. So that'll be cool. Um, but we have an exciting show for you today. As a lot of you know, oh, and how could I have forgot? So we rounded out Saturday with that. And then Sunday, 
we had Representative Jim Jordan come. We hosted him here at Cape Gunworks. We had a big protest, and I'm I actually it was bigger than I expected, so that's why I'm saying big. But we had a bunch of people protest. Started out with one lady sitting in a lawn chair with a sign that said "shame," and it by the end of it, I guess we had maybe over twenty people. Um, with bullhorn, a couple with bullhorns, all shouting at the same time, so you couldn't hear any coherent statement on their part, and that fired up a couple of the people coming to the event. They kind of lobbed a few insults back and forth, but I was very proud to hear that Jimmy, our range guy, went over and said, "Hey, would you would anyone here care for a water? I could grab you a cup of coffee. We uh, we're brewing some." delicious blackout coffee over at Cape Gunworks. I'll bring you guys a cup of coffee. And no one took up on, took him up on it. They all said, no, we're fine. And uh, he's like, all right, well, you know, you're sitting out here for a while shouting and stuff. We want to make sure you're well hydrated. And, you know, uh, so let us know if you need anything. And uh, that's great because that's one thing I actually wanted to do. And um I didn't get a chance to. So I actually didn't even lay eyes on a single protester. I was just jammed up the entire time. But uh, Jared Giannis and I from Guns and Gadgets got to sit him down, sit, sit down Congressman Jim Jordan and interview him for our respective channels. And I think it went very well. Uh, Jared Giannis um, kind of just put it right at him about the pistol brace, um, said, Basically, uh, you know, what are you going to do about it? And he said, well, you know, we had this hearing. We got a joint resolution on on this denouncing the matter. But it was even if we could get something passed in time, was, I doubt we could get it past the Senate. And I highly doubt uh, we know President Biden wouldn't sign it. So he goes, your best bet is in the court system. Um, I know that wasn't the answer most of us wanted to hear, but honestly, it, it was the practical truth. So um, it makes sense. <clears throat> With all that being said, um, I, I'm going to get to that in a little bit, but um, the rally itself was very well attended. We probably had a couple hundred, probably maybe even 250 um, people came because there were people that came for the first hour as part of the VIP that couldn't stay for the second hour. So a bunch of people left for that. And then there were people that upgraded their status when they showed up at 10 and wanted to get like a meet and greet with uh, Congressman Jordan. So they kind of upgraded their status, if you will, and paid a little more money to get in. And um, But what was interesting to me was, yes, the protesters, and number two was the kind of lack of coverage of it in the news media. There was a couple of little articles about it. The local talk radio show in he- around here and uh, WBZ did a uh, probably the most in-depth article, Tim Dunn. He's, he writes the news for WXTK and WBZ. And he uh, interviewed me a couple days before and then did a pretty good article on the whole thing. Uh, so I thought that was very good, and a bunch of news agencies picked up his article and um, at least gave it some positive light. There was a couple of clips that were released to the media. Um, the local newspaper, I, I can't find a thing about it. I know they did do an article about it, but I have been on their website for two days now trying to 
find it. And I granted, I'm not a paid subscriber, so maybe I'm not seeing it all. But they basically didn't cover it as far as I can tell. So, um, yeah, that's a little disappointing. There's a couple of YouTube channels that picked it up. Um, but the long and short of it, what we wanted to accomplish was to get good people together to support a pro-gun candidate. And I said on the news piece that I did, I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Independent, whatever. If you support the Second Amendment, we want to support Jim Jordan, who's been a staunch, a, a stalwart supporter of the Second Amendment in the Congress. So... Uh, We wanted to send him away thinking, wow, there are some great people in Massachusetts that are pro-2A and that are looking to to get it done. So anyway, that's uh, what we were able to accomplish. Uh, We raised some money for his Freedom Caucus, his Freedom uh, Caucus campaign, if you will, that will support other pro-2A candidates in some areas that they need it. So... Unfortunately, uh, tyranny still exists in Massachusetts. And yes, you still need a license to carry in order to exercise your constitutionally, fundamentally protected right to keep and bear arms. But have no fear. We provide that class at Cape Gunworks. And we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies-only classes and couples classes. So go to capegunworks.com to sign up today and we will get you down the right road on your pursuit of exercising your right to keep it bear arms. We'll be right back. This is Toby Later. Firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And don't forget to vote in this week's poll. Every week we have a poll that you should vote in. And uh, last week's was, should you need a license to own or purchase a firearm? And the results of that poll was 81% said no and 18.2% said yes. And this week's poll, if you want to vote in it, You can go to rapidfireradio.us or you can go to uh, Twitter and type in rapidfireradio, all one word, and you'll be brought to it. And so with the announcement of another candidate throwing his hat into the ring for president, who is the most 2A friendly candidate? Trump, DeSantis, uh, 
Ram Swani, you got to spell that one right. Uh, we have Vivek Ram Swarmi. I sorry, I can barely say it. And uh, or one of the others. I know there's quite a clogged up field now, but Twitter only allows us four spots, so uh, you can comment who who you think if you're voting for one of the others. There's Tim Scott, there's Nikki Haley, there's Asa Hutchinson, there's, uh, who else? Who am I forgetting? I think that's it. Maybe, I don't think Mike Pence has announced yet. But anyway, one of the others, you can comment in the description, you know, sound off in the comments of who you think is a stronger Second Amendment uh, candidate. So anyway, vote in our poll. Go over to Rapid Fire Radio, all one word on Twitter. Or go to rapidfireradio.us and you'll find our poll there. Um, so we were talking before the break about um, some of the news coming up and the events over the weekend, and we were at we were able to ask direct questions of uh, Representative Jim Jordan. But I, I tell you one thing: make no mistake, he is a die-hard supporter of the Second Amendment. I've seen some people on the social media post that uh, commented about him when we announced we were hosting him, and they said, oh, he said this back once upon a time, so screw him. Well, the bottom line is, based on everything I could gather from talking with him, there's no doubt in my mind he is one of the strongest members of Congress on the 2A. And he is extremely upset at what is going on with this whole rule change, with the weaponization of the ATF, um, with the FBI, the DOJ, and everything else. And he's basically like, hey, no more. None of this. And so there's certainly some bills circulating about protecting rights. Um, But we'll see how far they get. But at the bottom line is he even said, like, all this red flag stuff is a bunch of nonsense. And, um, you know, for a politician to come out and say that in this day and age is is actually saying something. But he said he feels right now the biggest attack on our rights is in the First Amendment. Uh, obviously, he has a, a clearer picture of what's going on with government and censorship and collusion with big tech and everything else. Like, that's, I think, the biggest... Um, shoot a drop yet uh, it's starting to come out but the fact that uh, Twitter especially was, had back end access to uh, the, the government had back end access to Twitter and could say like in real time this post needs to get taken down or shadow banned or you know uh, make, made sure that no one sees it because of disinformation so they had the ministry of truth out there in full effect so I think he was talking about that when he said that's under attack more than anything. He goes, but there's a reason the Second Amendment is right next to the First Amendment. And he said, because it's pretty darn important. And um, I, I couldn't agree more. So anyway, we had a great meeting with him and uh, event with him, and we're able to raise some money for the uh, political action committee that he has created and, and hopefully – Get some good Second Amendment Pro 2A candidates elected. All right, so that brings us to this week. Um, obviously, we have like T minus six, right, from the the day when 
the ATF's rule change will go into full effect. In other words, if you haven't complied, you are now subject to enforcement. So what what I find very interesting is when I was watching the House Judiciary Committee's hearing uh, with Stephen Dettelback, um, I think it was Thomas Massey or Chip Roy or somebody said when they changed the definition of a street sweeper to a destructive device, it affected 2,500 people in the entire country, and they had seven years to comply. This pistol brace rule change affects potentially 40 million people, and they had 120 days to comply. If that is an entrapment, I don't know what is. There are so many people, millions and millions and millions of Americans, who are going to wake up on June 1st and not realize it, that having done nothing, they are now a felon in waiting. They are a felon in violation of an arbitrary rule change by a bureaucratic agency that for the last 10 years told them it was perfectly legal to own a braced pistol. And they are an unelected body of bureaucrats. So think about that. You're now under threat of government incarceration, of being put into government cages, of having your life ruined for a felony, which is a crime which is punishable by more than two and a half years in jail. Uh, Excuse me, two years in prison, federal penitentiary. (laughs) We're talking like Leavenworth, you know. Um, So that's the threat hanging over your head as of June 1st, if you haven't complied. Well, some good news on that front has dropped because uh, we had... um, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals um, has ruled uh, or granted a preliminary injunction as of yesterday. Um, So they gave a preliminary injunction. It's like a one-paragraph injunction that uh, it's not exactly, um, you know, a a thesis, (laughs) a legal thesis. And there's a lot of a lot of stuff that is still not known about what it actually affects. But um, I'm going to read it. It's the Mock v. Garland case, uh, which is the Firearms Policy Coalition, um, the Maxim Defense Industries, and William T. Mock and Christopher Lewis are the plaintiffs. So um, this happened again yesterday. Uh, And here's what it says. It says, It is ordered that the appeal is expedited to the next available oral argument calendar. It is further ordered that the appellate's opposition opposed motion for preliminary injunction pending appeal is granted as to the plaintiff in this case. Um, So the plaintiffs, who again are William Mock, Christopher Lewis, Firearms Policy Coalition, um, and Maxim Defense Industries are have been granted a preliminary injunction against 
the Department of Justice and the ATF from enforcing their their braced pistol enforcement notice or their braced pistol enforcement action on the named plaintiffs. So that doesn't mean everyone in America is safe now. And the Firearms Policy Coalition has filed another um, kind of declaratory judgment as to what this means. Does that mean if you're a member of Firearms Policy Coalition, you're covered? Does that mean they personally are covered or just the two named plaintiffs and anyone who's bought a gun from Maxim Defense Industries? So there's so much up in the air about all of this that um, they're they're asking for a, a clear declaratory, you know, uh, an explanation on this. Who does that actually cover? There's also another case, which is the SAF and uh, GOA case, I believe it is, or GOA and uh, I can't remember the other one that's involved in that, but that they're, it's a very similar case, and they're asking for prelim- preliminary injunction in their case as well, and they've actually used this order from the appeals court to as kind of a... Um, uh, almost an amicus brief to support their argument for why they need to do this because it is like a piano over the head of everybody who owns a braced pistol out there. So we're going to keep track of this and watch it. Um, But I think it's very, I'm very curious to see where it all goes. Um, And, you know, if, if the courts are going to do the right thing and enjoin these uh, government bureaucrat hacks from enforcing this on the good and unknowing people of the United States who've done nothing wrong. (laughs) They woke up one day and now they're a felon. Oh, because the ATF said so. Uh, I don't think that's how this works. That isn't how any of this works. Um, Legislature creates law and the executive branch carries it out. And you're carrying out law that doesn't exist. You're making law. And that is over and above your call of duty. So that's what we have to look forward to. There's more going on on all of that front, uh, which we'll talk about. We'll also get to your questions, so make sure you chime in. Don't forget to check out Date Night every Friday night and Ladies Night every other Thursday at Cape Gunworks. Or try a range experience package. No gun license is required for any of those instructor-led events. So check it out at capegunworks.com. And we will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Too hard to leave shots like these to chance. Now you never have to compromise performance again. Federal Premium Heavy Bismuth hits ducks and upland birds with 9.6 gram per cubic centimeter pellets sourced from Heavy Shot. 22% denser than steel. More energy downrange. Launched by the Flight Control Flex Wad, Heavy Bismuth patterns consistently and is safe in all shotguns. Loaded in the USA by Federal Ammunition. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. This week's winner... Eliva S. Look for an email from us. You won the Leupold sunglasses. We're really excited that you won. How does it feel to be a winner? Uh, You can let us know when you pick them up. Uh, But if you want to win, 
We have something that nobody else has, including myself, that we're giving away this week. And it's this super cool shipping crate that has been made by a local company. It's got the Cape Gunworks logo on it. It says Pro Shop Range and Training on the on the top of the um, crate. And when you open it up, it says Rapid Fire on the inside of the uh, shipping crate. And what's in there is six, how appropriate, um, whiskey cubes that are bullet-shaped whiskey cubes. And they are lasered with Cape Gunworks on the bullet itself. I mean, these things are unbelievable. I'm going to have to reach out to this company and get a set of these for myself. But these are designed. There's a liquid inside. You fill them. I mean, you don't have to fill them. There. You just chill them. You put them in the freezer. And then you put them in your whiskey, and they don't water down your whiskey. So if you want a cold whiskey not watered down, you want it neat, then you use the Cape Gunworks whiskey cubes. We're giving those away this week. So if you want them, you'll be the only one on earth to have them. Uh, go to rapidfireradio.us, sign up and win. Go to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down and, and enter the contest. We'll pull the winner on next, next week's show. And this week's discount code for those who are initiated is Glock. Use Glock at checkout, the word Glock at checkout, and you will get a very special discount off your entire order. So, um, yeah, we're really excited about that. And a lot of you are starting to key in on that because I see the discount code coming in every week. And you're saving money. Who doesn't love to save money, huh? Um, so anyway, let's go to your questions. I've said a lot on the first uh, you know, segment, a couple segments there. So uh, take me to task. If you think, uh, if you think about um, you know, the pistol brace rule coming down or you know, supporting pro two gun, two a gun candidates. Uh, plus we have, you want to stay tuned for the second hour of the show. We have Carrie Ann Eau Claire from, uh, the DC project is coming on. So that's going to be a really exciting, uh, talk with her. So, um, did you fix Vivek's spelling in, in the poll? No, <laughs> it's Ramaswamy. R-A-M-A-S-W-A-M-Y. Um, so anyway, uh, don't forget to vote in our poll as well. Go over to rapidfireradio.us and vote there or go to Twitter, rapidfire, all one word. You can't edit that? Oh, yeah, it's Twitter. Twitter. Might have to collapse it and restart it. Uh, that's probably the best bet. So anyway, we we kind of fat-thumbed that, but that's okay. We'll... Get it up and running right. Uh, you can even just make it in the comments or whatever. All right. Um, yeah, Guns and Water says, slapping a 16-inch umper on it makes everything okay. That is true. Um, the compliance of the of that pistol brace thing is there's what they're saying is you can put a 16-inch upper on. You can register it as an SBR. You can remove the brace off the pistol. You can destroy it. Or you can surrender it to the ATF or another government agency. Um, you will not be paid any money for the loss of your property, but there you go. And Mike says, think of that if you're all legal and you go out to the wilderness with your family shooting and get all jammed up. Yeah, and that's like that guest we had last week, Mr. Bear Arms, who was shooting on his own property. 
during COVID with his son on his own farm. He had no trespassing signs up and he had a steel target and he was shooting away and somebody came up to him and uh, said, hey, you can't do that here. And he says, "Uh, yes, I can. So anyway, uh, all kinds of stuff, but they do look like 7.62 by 39, but fatter. I'd say they look a little bit like that. uh, They look like a... um, like a 458 SOCOM or something like that, those ice cube things. It's a, but they're a little pointier than the 458 SOCOM. So, but they're neat. I'm, what's that? He might be mad, but it'll give him some business. So, anyway, uh, I know he made them for me, but I think they're too cool for myself. I think somebody will love them. And uh, G Webs will use them in his iced coffee, his iced tea. So, um, yeah, there you go. Um, Duncan was out of town on business and couldn't attend the Jim Jordan event. So uh, 500 says it's definitely not Trump. So out of those candidates, who is – go ahead and sound off in the comments here if you want to. uh, Who is the uh, best 2A candidate for president that you know of right now? Um, I'm definitely open to talk about it. House still needs to bring it up and vote it out since that's the right thing to do. It's their job to rewrite the rules so the position on the ATF overreach needs to be on record. I would agree with that. Um, and um, say what? Uh, what half point? Okay. All right. Um, so House still needs to bring it up since it's right. And I think that is going to be brought up. There was 50 different YouTubers. I talked to Jared Giannis about this a little bit as well, um, who all sent a letter to um, the Congress and basically said, hey, you guys, it's your job to bring this up for a vote. And it doesn't matter that the Senate won't pass it. But then again... Why are you projecting that? There are some pro-gun 2A senators on the Democrat side. We have Kristen Sinema. We have um, uh, Joe Manchin. So who knows what could happen? You might end up with a majority in the Senate too and then let Biden veto it. That's the way I see it. But um, anyway, so there was a whole bunch of YouTubers, and um, I think there was some other uh, industry groups that all got together and signed a letter. I'm not big enough, so I didn't get asked to sign it, but (laughs) with your help, we'll get there someday. Um, But I was talking to Jared about it on Sunday at the Jim Jordan event, and, uh, you know, it it was a little bit like kicking the hornet's nest. I, I guess the... The Congress wasn't too pleased to get that letter because what it did was it forced them to have to deal with this when they want to focus on the debt ceiling and the border and um, everything else going on, uh, the economy and uh, the um, you know the whistleblowers and everything. There's a lot going on right now in Congress, and they didn't want to take the time to deal with this brace p- pistol issue um so they were like listen we got enough going on we don't need to be dealing with this however 
Yeah, you do. Because there's 40 million people that might wake up a felon on the 1st of June. So I think it's, you know, paramount paramount that you actually address this and take it up. So that's uh, that's what I'm, the way I see it. So go on record, vote to be heard as a strong to a supporter. Um, speaking of that, there's another round table or live event, if you will, or listening tour event in the, um, it's in New Bedford tonight, 6 to 8 p.m. And I guess it's the last couple have been very well attended. Um, a lot of good people have been showing up and speaking at these events. If you can make it, I urge you to make it. And uh, that would be a really, really good use of your time. There's only a couple left. So we're hoping that people will show up and support the Second Amendment. It's having an impact, I would say. So that's really good. But the eighth stop of the Massachusetts House of Representatives gun law listening tour takes place Wednesday, May 28th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the New Bedford Vocational Technical School Auditorium. It's 1121 Ashley Boulevard, New Bedford, Mass. So I'm going to drop that in the chat. If anyone can attend, I urge you to do so and speak. Let your voice be heard. It's really, really important. And I think it's having some great impact. So um, let's do it. Uh, I see KP say, says national reciprocity, no mag or so-called assault weapons ban would get my vote for sure. Um, that's that's a... Um, I, I agree that that those are kind of the big points for sure, the big bullet points. And Jim Jordan said that he wants to get working on national reciprocity, um, which I do think is important. But I at, I want to caution people that that should not come at a cost, at a great cost of you know personal freedoms and limitations. Like we shouldn't give up certain rights in order to get that. So that's usually what's on the table. It would be like mandatory eight hours of training or mandatory concealed carry insurance or mandatory uh, locked storage, you know, whatever you fill in the blank. And um, then it's renewable every year for a fee, stuff like that. So I would like to see it just all 50 states go permitless carry or constitutional carry. I think that's way better than national reciprocity. However, if there was a way of doing it so that every state just could would recognize, kind of like the Leosa Act, yeah, okay, but I wouldn't want to re-up every year. It should be one and done. That's the way I see it. But All right, so take a private lesson, get one-on-one instruction tailored to you. We have one-on-one lessons in rifle, pistol, and shotgun. You can test out different guns. Book one now with one of our accredited and certified instructors. Go to capegunworks.com forward slash privates. And we have Kevin Dixie from the PDN training tour next. So you don't want to miss out. We'll be right back. Personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. 
The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And speaking of self-defense, I have one of the experts on the on the line with us here, Kevin Dixie from No Other Choice. How are you today, Kevin? Oh, you're, you're, I'm fine, man. You're too kind, that expert word. <laughs> um, but That's I'm, right. I'm, I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing great. So, Kevin, why don't you tell everyone what it is you do um, and how you participate in the uh, PDN training tour. I know you're one of the instructor, featured instructors on the tour this year, and uh, you're a repeat instructor from year to year. So that that proves you're an expert. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. but uh, anyway, uh, go ahead and tell everyone what you what you've been up to lately. Um, just uh, having a good time trying to uh, not only advocate for the Second Amendment and all other civil rights, but at the same time teach uh, good Americans after we've uh, educated them from my end about equity in our life and how valuable our life is, you know, using a firearm and other uh, tactics, soft tactics, guns, medical, everything that we can involve in how to protect themselves. And that's what I'm donating to the uh, to the tour. I'm just bringing uh, my viewpoint. Most of our teaching is built off the theory of cognition, uh, cognitive behavior, which is very important to the human being. And we're uh, teaching people how to add the physical aspect of the gun, if you will, uh, for the main part uh, to that. So you can marry uh, the firearm, the mechanical aspects of that, along with your um, the, the cognitive behavior of the human body, and spit out this formula we hope is uh, advantageous for the everyday American. Nice. So I noticed on your website you have a train and learn class coming up, uh, and that is that kind of your bread and butter training class that you do a lot, or do you do a whole bunch of other stuff? Well, train and learn is actually um, it's it's still education, but it's meant for people that are in the freedom community, as I like to call it. So writers, bloggers, podcasters, instructors, YouTubers, uh, marketing reps, manufacturers. Uh, that is three days of professional development where I bring in experts uh, from uh, business acumen aspects all the way down to the range. And we educate the industry on best practices for we can build a stronger business side of what we do while also having them tied in with tips and tricks to achieve uh, better success, even down to instruction, presenting um, better YouTube videos or better marketing materials and things like that for our industry can be stronger because we also believe in, um, you know, uh, small business being a blood on of America. So we're trying to make sure that small business thrives, but also that the second amendment thrives well. Ah, that's awesome. That sounds like a really great, uh, tool for the industry and for those uh, that are involved in firearms, you know, on a day-to-day or, you know, hobbyists or, or beyond. Uh, that sounds like a great cl- class you offer. And what else do you do? What, what's the class you teach for the Personal Defense Network training tour? 
Uh, so we have uh, two classes this year in particular that are highlighted. That's the uh, Evolve classes, one rifle, one pistol. So um, the way that I look at it, I don't know how you define advanced. I know you can look at the advanced as somebody who has really got a, a strong grip of the fundamentals. However, uh, we were looking at the evolution of a student, right? So when we talk about uh, the evolution of you as a performer with a firearm, I can take you as first time coming out shooting a gun or, hey, I've been shooting a gun, you know, professionally for 20 years and we can help you evolve to a new level. Uh, so we add in that uh, cognitive behavior. We add in some of the biomechanics. We add in uh, fundamentals, our spin of what we believe works as far as making you proficient with the gun. And we want to help out with your evolution. So we're bringing that. And we've also added, I haven't even got a chance actually you're the first to know it uh we've actually added um rds class to it too so ep1 rds which is evolved pistol one red dots uh so we actually have added that class the first one will be in monticello minnesota but we're uh we're adding that one as well so we'll be um sprinkling into the tour we're hoping to get at least two more spots added to that awesome well you heard it here first folks and if you want to join into one of kevin's classes where can they find you and sign up uh for for one of these um, head over to the website, noothechoice.com, noothechoice.com. If you want to, you know, go straight to the training, just noothechoice.com forward slash training. It'll take you to the calendar. Um, and we're everywhere. We're, um, you know, everywhere from Missouri, literally uh, the southeast to the Midwest uh, to Alaska. We, we part of the PDN tools. We actually have a class up north of Anchorage this year. So I'll be up there teaching as well. Join in. That's awesome. I wish that would be, that's very tempting for me to want to go join in on the Alaska class. I, that would be a first for me to travel to Alaska to take a training class, but, uh, Palmer, Alaska is gorgeous, gorgeous country. While you're there, you got to do the, the gold cord trail and it brings you up to this beautiful lake. It's about elevation 3,000 feet, 3,200 feet. It's a pretty easy climb, but it's just epic. So make, make, make sure you do that. And uh, if you want to take one of Kevin's classes, that'd be awesome. How can people follow your work on social media too, Kevin? Uh, you keep up with us on all social media platforms. Fair warning, I'm the most active on Instagram, but it's the same on all platforms. The Real, R-E-A-L, N-O-C for no other choice. On Instagram, add an underscore in between Real and N-O-C, and that'll bring you right over to me. Feel free to always shoot a DM, and if you feel as inclined, you can give us a call. Area code 314-699-4466, or shoot us an email at info at noothechoice.com. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for all that you do to keep people well-trained. We'll see you again, I'm sure, before the end of the tour. And keep up the good work. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. And uh, with that, we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Ritter. Welcome to Personal Defense Network. For years, we've been the Internet's leading destination for high-quality information on equipment, training and your preparation for personal or home defense. Our videos are meant for those who are serious about enhancing their ability to use efficient techniques to survive a dynamic critical incident. But now we've stepped things up even higher. We've added hours of high quality training videos just for our premium members. This content takes the body of work that is the Personal Defense Network up to an even higher level. Our goal with the Personal Defense Network is simple, provide you with the highest quality video learning tips that are available. You'll find them inside of the premium membership. All you have to do is choose how to get started, and I'll see you on the inside. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Tell us what you think by giving us a call at 508-444-2120 on the Rapid Fire line. 
Use code GOW for the gun of the week and go to rapidfireradio.us. Click on gun of the week button in the banner. What is the gun of the week, you ask? I'm glad you asked. Because it is a gun that speaks the universal language. There it is. It doesn't matter what language on earth you speak. If you hear that sound, you know you might have made a bad decision going where you went or whatever house you chose to go into. Um, hopefully, if you hear that sound, it is somebody who's on the who's defending you <laughs> or it's in your hand. Let's put it that way. But anyway, I digress. This gun is the Remington 870 pump action shotgun. It needs no introduction. It's been around forever. And this is the uh, the one this week that we're, we have for the gun of the week is um, has the Magpul furniture. It has the Magpul forend and stock. And the cool thing about the Magpul furniture is it's very ergonomic. And also you can adjust the length of pull by the shims in the stock. The stock has ambidext- ambidextrous. I've been taking a task on how I say that. Um, sling attachment points on both sides of the stock. And on the forend, it has the M-lock attachment points on the 3, 6, and 9 position. And it's in that like MOE typical uh, you know configuration. But you can put a vertical foregrip on it. You can put a flashlight. You can put a laser on it really easy. Uh, the nice thing about the 870 pump is you can get a extended mag tube for it. There's all kinds of stuff you can do to these guns. This one is in the 18 and a half inch barrel length. Um, it has a five plus one capacity and um, just a great, reliable, tried and true, you know, tested, well-performing, excellent gun. So, Good all-around gun, and if you want to get a special deal on that, go to GOW at Rapid Fire Radio. I'm sorry. Go to RapidFireRadio.us and use GOW in the checkout after clicking on Gun of the Week. But we have a few of these left, so you want to go ahead and get these uh, in your hands. Try one out on the range or go with a friend. Um, The 870 shotgun has been used in all kinds of different uh, conditions or configuration so they make them with long barrel they make them in a really glossy stock finish over the years they've made them uh for uh self-defense and also for general purpose shotguns so multiple barrel configuration you can get a rifled slug barrel for deer you can get a um you know smooth barrel you can get them with screw and chokes and um adjustable choke tubes on the back plus there's tons of accessories for that gun available by many many companies but this one's ready to go right out of the box it's the magpul furniture one it's called the 870 tactical and uh, we have it up on the website use code gow at checkout for the gun of the week so there you have that one of my favorite segments all the way around and um i've killed a lot of deer with a Remington 870 shotgun that I've sold to a buddy who's now killed some deer with. So there you have it. Anyway, um, good news on the gun of the week. So everyone needs a pump action shotgun, right? Um, so there you go. Uh, 
let's see, uh, 500 says, that's a fine shotgun. <laughs> and um, KP wants to add one to the safe up north. So uh, I would say you can't go wrong. It's just a bread and butter, tried and true. Skilled is pointing out the Capon v. Campbell assault weapons ban case hearing was delayed until the 30th. And, uh, you know, I have to say that I don't know anything about the Capon v. Campbell case. So uh, the case challenging the mass assault weapons ban and mag capacity laws has a preliminary injunction hearing coming up. It's been rescheduled uh, for Thursday the 25th, but now has been rescheduled to Tuesday the 30th at 11 a.m. So that's exciting. Um <clears throat> I'm going to try to dive into that. I've had many people ask me about an assault weapons ban and magazine capacity ban case, but I didn't know anything about it, honestly, because um, it's not being supported by any of the groups that I typically follow. So I'm not sure who is uh, behind that case so yeah i don't know and even i'm on their website and i can't find anything about it so we'll we'll see what happens but let me see if i change the date if that happens um yeah capen et al oh okay man uh looks like andrew kuchar is is has this case so i'll need to get andrew on the line maybe we can get him to talk about it um that would be great. So looks like 11 a.m. We have the motion for hearing. Uh, so on Tuesday, May 30th, this is very good news. Um, I'm going to look into it. There's a court document already been issued. So I'll try to read the the content of the case, but that'll, that'll be great. Um, a couple people on this Reddit site are saying, my credit card is patiently waiting. <laughs> uh, so let's see how it goes. Um, if we win, are there conversion kits to turn our magazines into higher capacity magazines? <laughs> or do we need all new mags? Yeah, um, I think you're going to be buying new mags. And I think that's a small price to pay after all the uh, crap we've been through over the years. Um Somebody says, depends on the magazine. Most mags just need the internal block removed. Some need a detent drilled out. Others just won't work. Uh, and then another guy says, Dremel users of the world unite. <laughs> uh, so let's see how, how that goes. But um, I, I will anxiously await that. And I will certainly um, try to get Andrew Kucher on about that because... It definitely needs to happen. And all right, it does look like Nagger is supporting it as well. Um, this goes way back, I guess, to the original filing date um, was against Charlie Baker. So um, I guess he was still still in the, uh, in the corner office. One thing that I noticed, too, that uh, I found very interesting was the the case before the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals that 
they're trying to get a preliminary injunction on the bump stock bill in the in the table of contents of case law that they're using to support their preliminary injunction, they actually use Murdoch v. Pennsylvania, which is the case that I kind of am always wondering why it never gets the light of day for the Second Amendment when it's been used in many other cases, uh, in many other trials, if you will, or, or lawsuits for other issues not related to the Second Amendment. But because it's so, you know, distinctly says that you cannot charge a fee, sell a license, or issue a permit for the enjoyment of a constitutionally protected right, then I think, you know, that that alone should should really have a have a huge impact. Um, after talking with Mr. Bear Arms last week on the show, I felt it was appropriate to um, do a deeper dive into his argument that he was making, and I, I, I'm not finished with that, but uh, what we would like to do is um, continue that deep dive because I love his argument, and uh, if it's true, I'm definitely 100% supportive. If, if it's not, I... We need to figure out a way to make it work. But um, basically, from everything I have seen, I personally am no legal scholar. But I feel like his best case for that declaratory judgment is on the three Supreme Court rulings that we've had in the past, um, as well as the rule of lenity. So the rule of lenity, a lot of people have learned about that as it relates to bureaucracies making uh, changes to the rule or the application of rules and the enforcement of rules, as well as legal precedent um, and how the, the law is enforced. So if you look at these bureaucracies and these three-letter agencies uh, that have been tasked by the executive branch and an to carry out the, the enforcement of certain law that's passed by the legislature, if there's any ambiguity or vagueness or um, contradictory nature of the rule or the law, then the rule of lenity applies. Whereas Chevron deference was given uh, to them under that case so named by the Chevron Corp, where uh, some technology had changed, but the intent of the rule had not changed. And so they were given deference to interpret that and carry out the enforcement of it. However, if it is vague or ambiguous and contradictory in nature, then the rule of lenity applies. So uh, the rule of lenity is a principle used in criminal law, also called strict construction stating that when a law is unclear or ambiguous the court should apply it in a way that is most favorable to the defendant or construe the straight uh, statute against the state the rule of lenity stems from a two constitutional objectives first the separation of powers as it limits the scope of statutory language in penal statutes and does not allow the courts to establish the contours of a crime and its punishment so anyway that seemed to be the best approach and use uh, Murdoch v. Pennsylvania 
West Virginia State Board of Education v. Barnett, and Miranda v. Arizona for your argument. Now, we'll talk about that again later, but right now, um, this is the end of the first hour. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, the show ends here, but it goes on for another hour, and we have Carrie Ann Eau Claire, so you don't want to miss out. Go to rapidfireradio.us, ask questions, or check out our online content. Freedom will always be on the right side of history. Stay tuned. We'll see you next time, or we'll see you on the other side of the break. Don't go away. I'm Toby Leary. This is Rapid Fire. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Once you're involved in something like this, the stress level... It can tear up a family. He said he was tried in the court of public opinion before he ever stepped foot in a courtroom, but surveillance video helped shed light on what actually happened. 50-year-old Ford employee Billy Cohort was charged with attempted murder for shooting his gun in the United Auto Workers 551 parking lot in June 2016. To have everything you work for taken away. Cohort was suspended and then terminated from his job with Ford, where he'd worked for nearly two decades. To have somebody have your back and have a company that have your back, and then they put me in touch with a great attorney. That was the best feeling. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. For quite a long time, duck hunters have been shooting steel, but in the past few years, you've really seen a resurgence of a material called bismuth. And what bismuth is, it's got a density a lot closer to lead than steel, where, where steel's density is right around 7.8 or so, and lead's right around 11 grams per cc. Bismuth comes in about 9.6. So just to kind of lay it out for you, if you've got two objects flying at the same speed, the one that is denser at the same speed is going to hit a lot harder. So a great example is like how we're hunting today. We're out, we're out here on the, we're literally hunting a bay on the ocean. Fantastic spot. But the wind's coming in pretty hard. Normally shooting the size ducks like the Eurasian Wisions and Teals that we're shooting at today, I would probably choose to shoot like a, a number four steel. But because the wind's higher, I would maybe go to a number two because I'd get more energy and let the, let the steel carry further. Bismuth allows you to go one shot size smaller and still hit the bird just as hard as you would. 
Now what that allows you to do, we're shooting a number three shot today. So we're getting all the pellets of a number three load, but we're getting all the energy of a number two steel shot. So it's gonna hit harder. It's really gonna extend your range. Still meets all the lead-free requirements everywhere you are. Just a great product. And you'll definitely notice the power that you hit the birds with. Another thing with the Federal Premium Heavy Bismuth is we're shooting the flight control wad. So you can choke that with any choke you want, whether that's ported or not. Getting incredibly tight patterns. Again, more pellets on the bird, just hits them hard. Radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Make sure you tune in each week at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire 508 444 2120. That's 508 444 2120. You can leave us a recorded voicemail message or you can call when we're live and we'll answer your question on the air. But once again, you can also text us at that rapid fire line, 508-444-2120. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, and share all of our social media, wherever you consume your social media from. Uh, we're just about everywhere out there right now, at Cape Gunworks and at Rapid Fire Radio. And if you do that, we'll be able to defeat the evil algorithm that tries to keep good content down. So, But right now, I'm really excited to have... Joining us on the on the line is uh, Carrie Ann, who's part of the Sisters in Arms. She's a great Second Amendment supporter. She's also one of the directors of the DC Project. And uh, Carrie Ann, thanks so much for being with us today. How are Thank you? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, <laughs> what it is that got you started in Second Amendment advo- advocacy and uh, and what it is you're involved in and what it is you do. I know you've been the road warrior for the last few weeks going to all the Massachusetts listening tour events. Oh, yeah. uh, and uh, I met you at the one in Greenfield and um, you've been going all the rest, even though I've been trying to get there, it, it hasn't worked out with a kid graduating from high school and everything else going on. So <laughs> but, and life, it's, 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 it's busy. Yeah. It's definitely a lot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, yeah, go ahead. Floor is yours. Yeah. Um, so my name is Carrie Ann Auclair. I'm actually the state director for the DC Project in Massachusetts. I'm also the state leader for Armed Women of America. Um, that's a woman's shooting chapter that we run every month out of Mansfield Fishing Game. Um, I got my license in 2015, and I had a little bit of a little something something happened um, a while ago with my kiddos being at um, a, a friend's house, and their the kid that they were playing with, let's just say, was trying to get into the gun box. And um, thank God he didn't obviously achieve his goal. But from that point on, it really scared me. And it scared me a lot. So I, uh, I just wanted to educate myself. I didn't have a gun at that time. I educated myself. Then I got my firearm. I was one of those moms that didn't let my kid even play with um, squirt guns. <laughs> yeah, I was one of those mothers. And uh, things change quickly. My husband and I got our firearm because he worked third shift and he heard a story a long time ago in Connecticut where there was a home invasion and the husband lived, but the rest of the family died. 
and it disturbed him so much that he's like, we got to get our firearm. We got to protect ourselves. We got to be our own first responder, you know? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And then, and then we got it and he's, he hasn't shot in like years and here I am doing all this. Stuff. He's like, I don't know what I did. <laughs> you woke so, the sleeping dragon, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. And now it's just educate, educate, educate. So wherever I, and, and, and it's funny because I, do you know Kelly Pigeon? You must know Kelly Pigeon, right? I've never met her, but I know of her. Yeah. Yeah. From Armed and Feminine. Mm-hmm. So I was actually watching her channels quite often and she's the one that actually got me started in armed women of America. Back then it was the well-armed woman. And she said, you should start a chapter. And I said, "Hmm, okay. So here we are almost five years later and um, became part of the DC project, probably about a year and a half after we started the chapter. Um, And it hasn't, it's just, it's taken off. And now we have um, a YouTube channel called sisters in arms, a firearm story that I do with a good friend of mine, Renee Gagne. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's the DC state director for Rhode Island. So that's kind of my, my story. And, and, oh, I became an instructor as well. USCCA, NRA, awesome. um, refused to be a victim. So I just don't want to stop. I just want to keep educating myself and, and feeding the, feeding the dragon, so to speak. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's funny is you just perfectly summed up what I have seen happen in women who become new shooters and get involved and start to, you know, kind of dip their toe in the water before you know it, they're doing a cannonball into the deep end of the pool. So they, they don't just like go buy a gun and then have it sit in the safe and like never think about it again. They buy a gun, they get educated, they take classes, they learn how to shoot, they do it with other women, they bring friends, it becomes a social (laughs) event and, the rest is history. And I think that's so awesome and so exciting. And it's a breath of fresh air for me as a gun store owner to see women coming into the gun store uh, and with big smiles on their faces with all their friends. And what I used to call them the roving bands of ladies that would come into my shop because that's exactly what it is. You know, they would come in with all their friends and go shoot and they'd have a great time and they'd always be signing up for that next level of class and becoming a great advocate and a great responsible gun owner. And I think nothing can stop the anti-gunners dead in their tracks, like women who are just mothers and wives and business people and, you know, going from work and to and from all the events with their families and everything else, but mixing in this two-way lifestyle that has you know, has really become another part of who they are. And it goes back to, wouldn't you agree, um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would you agree with, it comes back to like the um, a mother's proclivity to protect their children at the most yeah. basic fundamental level, right? Even yeah. from the young infant age and all the way on, it's this protector, it's this... Um, mom bear, mama yeah, bear. Yeah, mama bear role that, that they take. And I think... Yeah. The beauty of it is that you take it so seriously. And, you know, a lot of guys over the years that I've shot with and been friends with and seen get in and out of the 2A um, world, it, you know, guys are like, yeah, I saw Die Hard. I know how to shoot. Like, I'm good, you know, and that was the, a lot of the guys I used to grow up with were like that. Like, I don't need to take a class. Like, 
to this yeah. to this day, there's so many friends of mine that carry a gun every day that have never taken a self defense class. And to me, I that, know that to it me- is crazy. And and you know, it's it's funny because um, when we did this, it was just for like a year and a half before we started the chapter. It was me. It was Renee. It was. Um, Tony, another girl that we, we would, used to go to the range with. Then it was another girl. Then it was another girl. Then all of a sudden they saw us all at the range and they're like, hey, you know, I don't feel comfortable shooting with my husband or I don't feel comfortable getting trained by a man. I, I'm in a domestic violence situation or I was anyways. I was a domestic violence survivor or they just are intimidated by that whole world when they walk into the range. And when they saw us, they're like, Hey, can you help us? And that's kind of what prompted us to, to say yes to this chapter. We're going to do this. Mm. But I don't think Renee and I and the other co-leaders that I had at the time realized how significant, like what we just did. It was like that first night we had a meet and greet. We had 50 women show up, 50 women and 30 signed up that night. And I was stunned by the stories that I was, you know, told and, and then the next first meeting and then the second meeting. And now here we are now. And it makes me so happy to see a woman on the firearm. And I'll tell you a little story. I have a, a, a chapter member. She's what, let's see, 75 years old. Mm. And uh, her name's Amy. And she, she just rocks it. She comes in with a little 38 snub nose. And I'm like, oh. Oh my God, look at you. You're awesome. <laughs> and, and she's got this biggest smile on her face and she's, you know, she lives by herself. She feels confident. She feels comfortable. She's a responsible gun owner and she knows how to be around first responder. And, and what, I mean, that just, that tells the whole story to right. why we do what we do. Yeah, exactly. And you know, what's funny is um, my wife's mother had never shot a gun before in her life never grew up around him. And uh, for her 70th birthday last month, she decided she wanted to shoot a gun. So we had a big uh, <laughs> birthday party for it here at, at the shop. And all her kids came and her friends and her sister and a bunch of uh, relatives. I mean, we probably had 20 people here and everyone got to shoot. And because she decided she wanted to shoot, there were people in her family who had never shot and and they had a great time. And it was like three generations of people here all I love it. Yeah, it was it was really cool and wonderful. And um so that's awesome that you have uh seen some great movement and uh support in that area. We just actually had Nicole, one of our fem- female instructors here at Cape Gunworks, um just decided she wanted to start a girl with a gun chapter. And oh, uh yeah. yeah, and she did that and they had their first meeting like two weeks ago and same thing, like thirty people showed up or forty people showed up. It was it was pretty awesome, and uh, forty women, I should say, um, showed up, and it was it was excellent. It was a good first, you know, meet and greet. Everyone get to know each other, and and yep. uh, they want to do more and have um, have some. Yeah, Robin uh, yeah. Sandoval does uh, runs that. She does okay. an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's part of the DC project as well. Nice, yep. I lo- I love that that there's so many offshoots of of. Uh, you know, girl with a gun. There's the you know DC project. There's uh, what was the Mass Women's Gun Owners? That was one that we hosted an event with a few years ago. Oh, Lakeisha uh, Robbins. Yeah, she yeah. used to be the state director for the DC project. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She came down and had a bunch of ladies come, and that, that was a great time as well. Uh, so there's. I just love the fact that um, 
all the, these ladies groups are seem to be multiplying and morphing and changing and doing different things, but all collectively uh, there for the greater good. And so um, what, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing with this mass listening tour and how you feel it's been going. Uh, you've certainly attended more events than I have, so <laughs> I, I'm, I'd love to pick your brain about it and see how you think it's been going. Yeah, um, you know, in the beginning, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Uh, this is like a couple people have told me this is smokes and, you know, it's like mirrors and smokes and all this it's a bunch of it's ridiculous. This is crap, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I'm kind of not looking at it that way mm-hmm. at all. I, I'm looking at it as it's actually, I want to say thank you, Michael Day. Thank you, Representative Michael Day. Because of you, the DC project is now on the map. Mm. Nobody knew who we were. They didn't know anything about the women in Teal. And so we showed up. We had first night in Cape, uh, at, in, um, at the Cape, actually. It was just four of us. Mm. And now it's grown to like um, almost 10 and then it's growing. So, and then all of a sudden I'm noticing people are writing on the Facebook page, who are these women in Teal? Hey, these two women got up and spoke. Right. You know, I never heard of them. And so now we're on the map Yeah. and we're being recognized not only by other gun owners, but we're also being recognized by the, Um, mom's demand action and so last night we went to one in lowell and it was on school shootings Mm. and one of my gals was in the front surrounded by all the mom's demand action and they looked at her and they said hey is the dc project funded by the nra (laughs) and i i said what did you tell her she's like no i don't think so and i'm sitting there go what does it matter if we were, but we're not, but really what does it matter if we were? Um, so it's giving us an opportunity to use our voice. It's giving us an opportunity for those that don't know how to use their voice to come and be a supporter um, by watching all of us stand up or watching other two A folks stand up. And, and now they're realizing how important it is to protect our civil rights. Our second amendment is one civil right gets taken away then they're all going to get chipped away. And then we're not going to have anything that's going to protect us. And I, I, I don't think people realize how important that is, you know? So I'm not, I'm some, some folks, some friends. I mean, I, I want to say, I call it coming out of the closet, but when I came out of the closet as a gun owner, finally came out of the closet and started posting stuff on Facebook. I did. I lost some friends mm-hmm. and some family members don't understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I, I try to explain and, and they still don't understand and it's okay. It's, it's okay. Um, I have gained another family. Uh, the two a community is amazing and this is where I should have been a long time ago. Yeah. I think the overwhelming support and just great, um, the, you know, it's funny, you, you, I feel like there's so many groups out there trying to divide us and divide America. But I do believe that the Second Amendment is one of the most inclusive groups of people in the country and are constantly inviting new people that might not all think the same or or dress the same or, you know, go to the same civic event or belong to the same club. But honestly, I think I've I've met a more pure and honest people in, in mm-hmm. Second Amendment communities of 
tolerance than any other community I've ever been involved in out there where I don't care what you do with your life. You want to protect yourself with a firearm and learn the safe and efficient use of it, then you're welcome, you know, in, in here. And uh, I think that um, you just talked about something that I think really strikes to that, to the root of that, which is um, once you become a gun owner or you kind of out yourself, if you will, yep, you're going to definitely draw a line in the sand where people are going to cut you off. But you're also going to find a whole new group of people that welcome you for whatever, you know, if, can rally around the Second Amendment. Yeah. And I said that in our, uh, we had an event on Sunday and I said that I long for the day when guns are no longer a partisan issue or the Second, Amend- a Second Amendment is no longer right. a partisan issue and that it's just every American rallies around your right to keep and bear arms just right. like they advocate for your right to go to whatever church you want or go to, um, you know, uh, have have a press conference or speak at an event or or have the right to remain silent or whatever, you know, whatever enumerated rights we have. The Second Amendment is one that is under attack right now, but it's also one that I think is fundamental to the cause of, of the United States of America. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and to go back to the listening tours, I have to say, I've learned some things. I've learned a lot. Um, you know, I really didn't know too much about the moms demand action. And, you know, I, I, I hear their stories and some of their stories is profound and you shake your head going, Oh my God, it breaks my heart. But you know, you get up and you, and you try to, you try to talk with facts and, and try to take the emotion out of what's going on because they go off of emotion and, and rightfully so some of them have really some horrible, horrendous stories. But one story that stuck out to me um, is somebody stood up and it was regarding domestic violence. And they said it was a mom's demand action lady. She was pretty young. She said, I'm 110 pounds. And I know that if I had a gun, if I was a firearm owner, I would have died because I feel as though that he would have used that against me. And all of us in the back row, all our two way folks went, no, no. (laughs) And so it gave me the chance after to stand up and say, there was a young lady in the audience that said, I'm 110 pounds. And I felt so that if I had a firearm, I would not have been able to protect myself. And I said, you're wrong. I said, and I'll tell you why. When you put a gun on a, on a hip of a woman that's 110 pounds, it, it is the best equalizer there is to a man that's beating the crap out of you. Mm. And it could have potentially saved your life. And maybe, you know, I mean, she was she lived, thank God, I don't know the whole story, but, and somebody on the panel after came up to me and said to me, and I quote, I never thought about that until you said that to me. Mm. So these listening tours are making a difference because whether it's not, whether it's one or two people that's listening on the other side and actually want to come up to you and have a conversation, then this is what it's worth. This is what it's about. Um, I also wanted to touch quickly on the first listening tour, which is regarding mental health. We had Renee and I had a wonderful conversation with uh, Karen Ellery Jones from the Samaritans. Mm. And she learned so much about firearm ownership 
about red flags and how we protect each other because, and I thought it was a really great listening tour because I think there was a lot of firearm owners in the crowd that are afraid to come out and say, I'm having a moment. I, I lost my mother. I lost my father. I lost my kid. I'm just going through a funk. Mm-hmm. I need some help. And they don't, they don't, they suffer in silence. And so we had an opportunity to talk about, you know, hold my guns and talk about the fact that if, if hold my guns is not around your area, then you can take your firearm apart and not, and, and just like take pieces apart and give it to someone else and say, Hey, can you hold this for me right. until I can get myself straightened out? So the fact that we were able to have a real conversation and people heard us, people had, had that, Oh, I, I didn't know about this. Oh, I didn't know about walk the talk America. Oh, I didn't know about all these different options. Right. So I think the community, the two way community, we watch out for each other because I know for a fact that if, um, Charlie Cook or Renee Gagne or anybody that I'm close to felt as though I'm going through something, they're going to all approach me and be like, Hey, Carrie, let's, let's, let me hold your guns for a while mm. until you can get things straightened out. So, yeah, yeah no, that's an excellent point. And I've, I've been a part of those conversations and, you know, to me, that's really what gets, gets it done is showing people that you care and, and you're there for them and uh, being the brother to the brotherless or the, you know, being a true friend to somebody. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how we hold each other accountable. And, and uh, that's how we are truly um, there for someone if they are going through a hard time. And I think, companies like uh or movements like walk the talk america are doing just that and actually uh you know the the founder of the dc project um she when she was testifying before congress she said that um the you know she had that hashtag doing something and she actually had a great um page of talking points there of all the things that the firearms community is actually doing along the lines of what you're talking about to uh, mitigate un, you know, uh, uh, firearms deaths. Let's put it that way: that are right. that are unintentional firearms deaths, or mm-hmm. or uh, you know, by uh, suicide by firearm, et cetera, et cetera. So um, there's a, and I believe that the movement that is happening from within the gun industry is actually bigger and better than anything the government could do, yep. um, and more effective for sure. Because we're doing something right. Yeah. And we're being responsible gun owners, but we're also being responsible human beings, mm. which I feel as though the society is missing that. Mm. At the, you, you kind of struck, alluded to it when we first started talking, but when you first started being interested in firearms and learning about it for self-defense purposes at your husband's urging, um, I believe that that is the most basic human right we have is the right to defend ourselves and our families. Um, it seems like it is the most, you know, basic fundamental right. It's it's axiomatic to every human being. But then when you choose the tool that you want to defend yourself with, which is the most efficient tool available to us in the modern era is a firearm, that's right. when people collectively lose their heads and say, nobody needs a you know, fill in the blank (laughs) and uh, whatever gun it is that they have their, you know, 
that they're all upset about at that given moment. Because it used to be like Saturday night specials, like the the 75-year-old lady you were just talking about going to the range. There was a time when that gun was, they wanted to ban it because that's what most people were killed with in inner city crime or crime or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they quickly forgot about the five-shot revolver <laughs> <laughs> for, you know, semi-automatic pistols and and then uh, the, the modern implications of quote-unquote assault weapons and everything else. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's the bottom line is they're throwing spaghetti against the wall, seeing what sticks, and they want to ban all guns, even though right. they used to say, no one's coming for your guns. But now it's they're saying that quiet part right. out loud. You know, it's not they're not even trying to hide it anymore. There's no. a couple people who are, but... Um, so I got a chance to talk to the Moms Demand Action after the Greenfield event, and I invited them to come on my show. I would yeah, love to have, that. yeah, I was, I would love to have a, a talk with them, and and uh, you know, our my my line is open if if someone, I think it was Colion Noire had a debate with a guy who started the Stop Handgun Violence, which is a Massachusetts group uh, by a guy named Rosenthal. And uh, I'm about halfway through that podcast, but he he brings up a great point is the debate is usually one side talking in their echo chamber on both sides of it to get people together at the table and actually have a talk and a discussion about it rarely happens without people getting all upset and shouting insults at each other and then walking away, right? So I would love to facilitate that debate and that. Oh, I would love to be part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And that conversation and that, unfortunately, and maybe that's why this listening tour is, is successful in your mind because it's actually doing that to a certain yeah. extent. And uh, it is because I think as much, I mean, I've gotten my, I've gotten some eyes rolled at me, their heads shaking at me. I don't remember which, I think it was um, Worcester. Uh, listening to her, I sat down and it was a all like the moms demand action. I don't like calling them red shirts. Mm. I think it's not very nice, but the moms demand action were sitting in front of me. And as soon as they turned around and saw my, my shirt, with the little mini ARs, they, <laughs> they rolled their eyes, shook their head. And I'm like, well, that, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> but I think last night was a, I think also what representative Michael day probably didn't realize or anticipate it is how many two way folks have been to every single one of them from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like that room is filled and I, and I quote me if I'm wrong, but I would have to say probably 85 to 90% of those people are two way folks. Yeah. I um, would, I would agree with that. Certainly in the one I was at in Greenfield. Yep. Yeah. Um, so what do you what do you think um well Moms Demand Action is also a group that is funded by like George Soros if I'm not mistaken, right? They're, yeah, I know? think Blumenthal and George Soros or something. Yeah, there was there they they get a lot of money. Yeah. And they in some cases I think they're even paid to go speak at these events and yeah. and they have their talking points. One of the most telling um things about the group i think and and i do believe that some of them are very well intentioned like we have a group here on the cape called grandmothers against gun violence and uh, they used to just when we first started our gun store nine years ago they used to stand right up the road from our store with a bunch of signs and uh say like 
and gun violence now. And I was on the radio uh, one day with a local talk radio host, and I I had no idea who they were or what they were. And I said, you know, take it, take these moms demand, I mean, uh, grandmothers against gun violence people, uh, ladies out there that want to take away our guns and, and uh, you know, they really don't want to dive into the issues, but they're also coming from a this false sense of morality where they project a moral high ground on everyone who doesn't, you know, believe like them wants kids to die by the end of a gun in a, in a school or in a mass shooting somewhere. And I'm, I'm like, that's really what the title of that projects because I don't know any gun owners who are actually for gun violence, like, and under the definition of gun violence, I hate that, that term, but it's kind of the co-opted term that media every, yeah, it's violence really what is what it is. And there's more violence out there performed without a gun than with a gun. Mm -hmm. And we never all of a sudden shift our attention to cars or knives or baseball bats or, but whatever, that's a whole nother rabbit trail. But, the point was I I kind of called them out on the radio and said, you know, if you truly are after reducing gun violence, why are you at the Rotary in Hyannis where it's not happening? Why are you not in Chicago or Detroit or Atlanta or, you know, name the major city where there's rampant gun Because they're afraid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're afraid. And honestly, it's not really about um, – actually solving a problem as much no. as it is, you know, projecting this morality on everyone else and saying that if you own a gun, you're bad. And if you don't own a gun, you're good. And you want to ban guns, you're good. So when I said that on the air, somebody heard it and part of the group, and they actually came in my shop, wanted to sit down and talk to us. And I said, great, oh, let's sit great. down. And so they said, look, we don't have a problem with guns per se, but after Sandy Hook, we have to do something. And I said, okay, great, let's do something. Like, let's harden the target. Let's, um, you know, do some great work with uh, mental illness. Let's actually act on the uh, certain people who are known to authorities to be a threat to themselves or others, uh, you know, but none of this was like registering with them. And so they're, they're like, oh, but what about background checks? I'm like, yeah, we do background checks with every gun we sell. Uh, what about trigger locks? Yeah, we sell a, every gun that's sold has a trigger lock with it. Really? Like I'm like, yeah, really. And so really? so they didn't understand that that all their talking points are already done and it's still not working because we're not the problem. You if you target all your ire at the people who aren't the problem, guess what? Um you're never gonna but solve yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so long story short, they asked us to speak at their event afterwards. It was really good. And uh, wow. like you said, half the room kind of checked up and was like, uh, I don't like a word this guy's saying. The other room, half the room was like, oh, okay. oh that makes sense. I didn't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then um, to bring this full circle, when I was talking to the Moms Demand Action after the event um, in Greenfield, I, I, you know, we were kind of going back and forth and, and um, I, I said something that one woman just kind of said, oh, I've never heard that before. And, she said, I honestly don't have an answer for that, but I know there is one. I'm going to find out. <laughs> and it's like, well, I remember that. Yeah. It's not that you need to just go research. It's if what I'm saying is true, then it's true. Like you don't right. need to try to figure out a, a, a talking. There's a point. loophole. There's yeah. got to be a loophole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's yeah. another one that people, well, everybody loves the loopholes. Yeah. I think the only loophole that truly exists is the, um, I call it the kill zone loophole. The, the gun-free zone is a kill zone it's loophole. Yep. Yeah. And it was, it's funny that you said that because last night was on school shootings. So this, this, the room was packed. The room was packed. And I would say last night, without really telling, it, it might have been like half and half. Maybe um, there was a lot of two A folks that didn't get a chance to get up and speak, but I I was fortunate enough to be able to speak, and and I said I said pretty much kind of like what you were talking about, which is I'm glad we're having this conversation. We need to have the conversation. Mm. I want the same thing that you all want. I want my kids safe. Right. I have two kiddos. I got one in eighth grade, one in ninth grade, a boy and a girl. You know, that they're, they're at that age where you're like, oh, you know, they're starting to become young little adults. One's going to start driving. I'm scared to death about that all along. You know, right. just, just the whole driving thing makes me. <laughs> but we, I said, we all want the same things. We want our kids to be safe. I said, and it's an easy solution. And I, I looked at them and everybody's looking at me like, well, what is it? I said, protect our kiddos like you protect our politicians. Yep. That's simple because... Talking about guns is really a waste of time. Yeah. It doesn't, there's no point in this. There's no point. And I said, I went to the state house yesterday and I had to get searched. My bag got searched. I walked through a metal detector and I said, because the politicians are being protected. So why aren't you doing that with my kiddos? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, just going to a sporting event a few weeks ago, a few months ago, same thing had to go through the, metal detector and you know my wife had her bag searched and everything else and there were police presence everywhere 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 and you know if somebody did manage to get a a gun through or something like that the police were there everywhere you know that doesn't happen at our kids school we say hey this is a gun-free zone so don't you dare bring a gun on site and and then all our kids are there uh yeah, the most vulnerable of society um, with a couple of janitors and teachers yep. on hand. So oh, you, you want to hear something funny? Because I, I didn't even think about this until this morning when I got up. So what I should have said is I see it front. There's a whole table up front of police officers. Mm. Why are they all here? Right. Why? <laughs> because all the politicians are here and it's on school shootings. So um, I, I, it, to me, they definitely had a little bit more presence, uh, more police presence uh, last night. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what comes out of it. I mean, there was a, there was a, it was so much more that I had mentioned mental yeah. health, getting more counseling in, uh, counselors in the school in, um, these kiddos that do this shooting, you know, they're broken mm-hmm. and and they're lost. And how did that happen? So. Yeah. Well, we're, we're here having a fascinating conversation with Carrie Ann O'Claire from Sisters in Arms in the DC Project. And um, we will be right back. So you don't want to go anywhere. We're going to continue the conversation. And uh, this is Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. We'll be right back.
personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we're having a conversation right now with Carrie Ann O'Claire from Sisters in Arms and DC Project. And you just told me off the air the name of your training company. So why don't you tell us about that? Sure. It's, it's called Ways to Be Empowered. And I teach home firearm safety classes off this, uh, you know, off of uh, the chapter, as well as basic pistol. Uh, refuse to be a victim. I just became a USCCA instructor as well about six months ago, so I'm excited to get that up and going. And yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a fun road. I'm so excited. Nice, excellent. Yeah, yeah. we we actually do a lot. USCCA is obviously a sponsor of the show. Um, and we do a lot of their classes at our shop as well. We, I myself do the concealed carry and home defense, the countering the mass shooter threat. Um, I've, we've done the women's defensive pistol. We've done um, the emergency first aid class. Oh, nice. Yeah. What else have we done? We've done the, uh, yeah, now we're starting to do the children. And oh, I want to get that done so bad. Yeah. yeah. Beth Algazar is awesome. Yeah, she's great. We've had her come twice to Cape Gunworks. She's come uh, twice. I couldn't, I was out of town the last time she came, so that was unfortunate. But what was funny about when Beth came is she did her uh, women's uh, pistol class, and I thought I'd sneak in in the back for a minute and kind of <laughs> audit the class. And I was getting these looks from everybody in the class like, what are you doing? And I'm like, okay, I know and I'm not welcome. No one I need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she actually did a fundraiser for the DC Project and um, Our Women of America uh, about seven months ago, something like that. Nice. Yeah, so, she's great. She, yeah, through the USCCA. So it was yeah. awesome. When I became a training counselor for the USCCA, she was one of the main speakers um, at the at the event in Wisconsin. So it was it was you know really good to meet her and you know get to know her a little bit and uh, have her out here. I think it's been great. Every time she comes, the place is packed with. Yeah. I think we've had fifty or sixty ladies come to her her women's pistol class so she's an amazing instructor yeah and i i truly i i'm very fond of the uscca i i became a partner myself and so uh nice it's good stuff yeah they do a great job especially with all the training and i feel like the um 
the DCF pro- program that they have, the uh, Defensive Shooting Fundamentals 1 and 2, is probably one of the best uh, f- shooting you know, classes yeah. you could take from when you have to draw your gun and shoot your gun to you know, that whole period. They also offer all the classes like the CCHD, concealed carry and home defense, how to avoid that fight in the first place and what to do in the aftermath of that type of event. So really they have the bases covered from you walk, yeah, you walk around in public with a gun to what to do if you find yourself in a, a defensive event and also the financial and legal help that you could get. I love it. Yeah. I just, I took the DSF one class with Bill Galpy mm. and it was a great class, great two, two day class. So if you're a, a firearm, you know, owner and, and you're trying to look to go forward and become your own first responder, I highly recommend that class. It's really, really a great class. Yeah. That class, I, um, it's kind of funny because it's, I'm a, I get a little busy from time to time. And so, no. uh, I, uh, <laughs> and so I was given honorary status, if you will, from the defensive shooting fundamentals from the USCCA because I was an ICE instructor under Rob Pincus, who wrote the whole DCF, uh, DSF curriculum. And so, because I've been teaching that whole curriculum for years under the ICE banner, when they partnered up, the USCCA extended a invitation to all the ICE instructors and basically said, we'll fold you right in. You don't have to go through the instructor development, just do the online modules because you already have done it. And so um, I was like, great. And of course I, you know, didn't finish the online module until like a month ago. And they're all laughing at me. The girl who, (laughs) the girl who uh, headed the whole transition up hasn't worked for uscca in like a year and a half so well that's (laughs) funny so everybody's Um, like uh you want us to honor this that you signed up for two years ago okay you know so um, it's yeah um john green from goal wants me to take a rob pinkus class um in september yeah so i i would actually love to have him on our our show or sisters in arms show i would love to chat with him because he's pretty um well-known. Yeah. And uh, he's very accessible. Yeah. And um, his his class is phenomenal. I the, I was one of the last instructor development classes that he had that was five days long. It was, now it's three days for the ICE instructor development. And, oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, when it was five days, it was, it was ridiculous. I literally yeah. felt like I was drinking from a fire hose. It was... Um, after day three, everyone melts down and falls apart at the seams. And, um, it was I'm a little nervous taking this one. So I'll, I'll have to admit it. <laughs> well, I, I don't think you have anything to be nervous about. Just understand Rob is a very unique and, in, and, uh, instructor and he is an equal opportunity offender. So <laughs> that's really all it comes down to is have thick skin, be able to laugh I, at I yourself. I've heard, yeah. you know, someone said, oh, he's calmed down throughout the years. I'm like, he's calmed down? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's funny because, um, like I said, he's an equal opportunity offender. I'm uh, one of the, I mean, I've been instructing in his organization for 
six, maybe seven years. And he'll roast me in front of a whole class full of people all the time if I do something wrong. You know what I mean? It's like, well, just have yeah. have thick skin, be able to laugh at yourself and laugh at the situation and you'll be totally fine. Okay. Um, quick, so. quick story how I actually met Rob was um, the very first class I took was his advanced pistol handling class, which you have to have a prerequisite of his um, intuitive defense. Yeah. yeah, you have yeah. to have intuitive defensive shooting or DSF-1 to, to do the APH. And APH used to be a much more in-depth class than it is now. It's still very in-depth, but it got split into two classes. It's now um, advanced pistol handling and unorthodox shooting positions. So it's two different classes, but before they were all one. So day one, I had never taken his uh, IDS or at the time it was CFS. And um, so he basically, everyone who's there has already taken CFS. So they know all his range commands and his, uh, you know, verbiage that he uses and stuff. <laughs> and so it's a prerequisite, but because it was the goal class, I managed to sneak in and I'm with Brendan, my business partner, and he had already taken the CFS uh, class with him. So he goes, all right, we're just going to go through an extend touch press drill real quick. And, uh, and then um, we'll get going with what we need to do. So he says, extend. And I drive the gun out and he goes, touch. And I touch and I fire. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know, you know, and then he goes, I was just about to say press. And then everyone else shoots. And uh, he goes, are you a psychic? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I go, uh, I'm standing there really embarrassed. And I'm like, uh, yes, yes, I am. He goes, you must be psychic. And uh, so then we're about 10, 15 minutes later, we're shooting. And I hear him come up behind me and goes, hey, I need to get together with you on the scores of the Monday night football game tonight so I can get with the bookie. <laughs> and uh, and so the rest of the day and t- the next day, I, I never lived it down. It was it was pretty funny. That so is funny. I was the psychic for the whole next two days. But you're going to have a great time. That yeah. that class in September that he does is phenomenal. It's yeah, really I'm going to try to take those two different classes. I can't remember off the top of my head which one I'm taking. but He's got um, the two-person arm defense, I think. That one, and then there's another I think the yeah, there's another one that's kind of like a beginner. Yeah, one. it's it's probably going to be the uh, intuitive defensive shooting. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. That's yeah. and that's basically the DFS one and two. Right. Um, but yeah, you're going to love it. It's phenomenal. And I'm doing the IDPA class with John Green this weekend. Nice. And I also be um, so goals kind of contracting me out. Mm to help out with the women's programs. Awesome. So I just started doing that not too long ago. Um, we got to get like you a, on the schedule down yeah, here at the Cape. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of like, I want to say in the training process, but I'm doing the women on target events with John throughout the summer and uh, early fall. Nice. So I'm really excited about that. I'm very, very honored and cannot wait to be part of goal. I mean, we've been working back and forth together for the past, what, two, three years since I actually said yes to become a leader for armed women of America. They pretty much have been right beside me the whole time. Uh, John Green has been my trainer. Bill Dalpy has been my trainer. He, they're the ones that made us instructors and uh, we're just super, I'm just super excited to be at this point. Yeah. So, um, I actually am having John Green come do his law seminar Oh, when? I think it's 
June 10th, but I'm going to have Professor Claw look that up real quick. Here. Yeah, because I'm supposed to attend like every single one of them. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. I got to learn. I got to I gotta be like a little mini John Green. Nice. If that's even possible. <laughs> you know, well, no, no one can, no one, like yeah. John Green is John Green. Like no one could be like John Green, but I need to know the law. Yeah. I need to know the law like the back of my hand. So, and that's a lot. There's, I mean, where's my blue book? My blue book's like 400. You know what I'm talking about? The blue book, the blue law book. Yes. Yes. Um, that's well, lot. that's a daunting task because mass law is very ambiguous and contradictory and unclear, as I think the chief in Greenfield at the listening tour said, he said, is it confusing? Yeah, it's very confusing. Even we're confused. And I can't tell you how many police officers have come in my shop and said, like, uh, so what's the law about this or that or whatever? They're asking me. And I'm like, buddy, you're supposed to know this cold. <laughs> and, it, you know, it proves. It, yeah. It's, yeah. It proves a lot. I mean, it's it's a lot. There's a lot. And the way the law is written, it could be, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like some of the law, the way it's written, it could be taken this way or it could be taken that way. Yeah, exactly. And under the rule of lenity, that is, I think anyone who ever gets arrested for a firearms offense in Massachusetts needs to... Make sure that they their um, their lawyer understands that the rule of lenity applies to mass law because it is so ambiguous and confusing that the law says if if it's confusing and ambiguous you must find in favor of the defendant and so you know there's so many people that are in this victimless crime of getting jammed up on a firearms charge, which is unconstitutional to begin with. I think the courts will show that as it goes forward. But um, more importantly, the the ambiguity of it is almost borderline entrapment of the mm-hmm. citizenry. And, right. and, you know, therefore they can't be found, uh, you know, liable for not knowing the law when even the people who enforce the law don't know it. <laughs> so. It's, it's like the defensive law, mass law. It, it's it's so there's so much. That's why I'm I. That's why I like the USCCA. That's why I'm glad that I I'm uh, yeah. definitely part of that because I think it gives me a little peace of mind a little bit. You know. Yeah. So the but, mass gun law seminar with John Green of Goal is on the tenth from nine a.m. to one p.m. It's twenty bucks, and all the money is being donated to Goal. So um, we're not taking any money for it. We just want as many people to come as possible. Uh, we have 40 spots open on our website. So, um, yeah, we're really... I may do that too, but June 10th, I'm going to write it down just in case. Yeah. It's not on my list. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I think they're, um, they're a group that uh, everybody should be part of. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I've probably done... Boy... John Green might be the uh, single most other person in my life that I've trained with than anybody else. So I've probably gone to more classes with John Green than any other Massachusetts resident. So (laughs) He's just a a really great trainer. I mean, there's so many good trainers in Massachusetts. Um, 
I just can't. They're like Bill Dalby, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, he's a Patriot. Um, what's the name of his? Patriot Firearms Patriot School. Patriot Firearms School. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he and I became USCCA training counselors together. In, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's where I met Bill. Um, when I was there, uh, one of the USCCA guys said, oh, there's another guy from Mass here. I'm like, really? Who's that? And then we met and we've done some <laughs> training together down in St. Augustine with the That's awesome. ICE group too. So, yep. yeah. Education is the key to safety. Yeah, it is. And I think more importantly, it's also um, the key to efficiency and you know, if you ever found yourself in the un- unlikely event that you need to defend yourself with a firearm, fortunately, it's not as common as the media would have you believe. Uh, but uh, if you did find yourself in that situation, being trained is more, way more efficient than making it up as you go. And uh, you might find yourself in a whole lot less legal trouble if, you know, even in a state like Massachusetts than if you were just making it up as you go. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully the, um, you know, it, it scares me. The only thing that scares me about being a gun owner in Massachusetts is the fact that if you did need to use a gun in defense of yourself or others, your life has just changed forever, uh, which is, I think, anywhere in America. But but in this state, I think you're going to have. Um, a long road ahead of you to clear your your name, and it, and it depends on the situation. I mean, because sometimes it's just no pun intended; it's point blank, and mm-hmm. then other times it's it's a lot more complicated. That's right. why it's like it, you know, if you can avoid it at all costs, and that's the last means of defense, and that's what it should be. There's so many. I mean, paying attention to your surroundings. That's why I like refuse to be a victim a lot. Yeah. Um, I think is really crucial. Yeah. And any, any, everybody should take that class, whether you're a gun owner or not. I right. mean, that class is super, super important. Um, I teach my kiddos that they get, they get pretty much tired of hearing me, but <laughs> how, how old are your children? Um, my daughter's going to be 14 in June and my son's going to be 16 in January. Nice. And yeah. how, do they like to shoot? Um, my daughter, they both like to shoot, but my daughter is like, unbelievable we did the apple seed program last mm, year nice she almost got it it was her first time like she almost got it wow. I, I, I i'm like what like she was spot on she's she's absolutely amazing yeah so um yeah youthfulness helps a lot when it comes to shooting uh yes <laughs> because when you were shooting prone and everything i'm like i can't i can't even get up <laughs> yeah at the end of the second day i'm like my knees, my elbows. My <laughs> right. I know that's a phenomenal program too. We had, um, uh, we hosted them once here at, at Cape Gunworks and oh, I love it. I was blown away at how awesome that was like from the history and the, everything they teach you along the way and you know, the accuracy and I thought it was phenomenal. It was, well, I, I thought I was, I was kind of blown away by the fact that I'm like, wow, I, I'm that competitive. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, people like to win you know people yep. like to do better and uh, i almost had it too but i had like two magazine malfunctions i'm like no <laughs> yeah. oh, that's funny yeah i um i would love to have those guys back here and, and do another one but 
maybe maybe someday we'll talk to them. It was it was quite a load in that they did, like with all the shooting mats and the targets and the instruction. It was it was yeah. pretty in, in depth. They actually just reached out to me because they want to do a woman's oh, wow. a, a apple seed event just for the ladies at the at the range. Nice. So um I get it. You just reminded me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you want to host it, do it at Cape Gunworks. We'd be happy to host it. Let me know. Yeah. All right. This yeah. sounds good. All right. Why don't you tell everyone how they can find you online, Carrie Ann, uh, and if they want to follow your work and, and whatnot. Appreciate it. Um, so if you're interested in the DC project, um, you can reach me at Carrie Ann, DCPMA at gmail.com. So if you're interested in learning more about that. Um, so it's uh, K-E-R-R-I-E-A-N-N-D-C-P-M-A. Um, you can also reach me at ways to be empowered at gmail.com. And if you're interested on uh, questions or you're possibly wanting to be a guest on our show for Sisters in Arms, Sisters in Arms 2022 at gmail.com. Awesome. And your Sisters in Arms show is on YouTube, right? It is. Uh, you do have to type in Sisters in Arms, a firearms story. Though. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, shadow band like us. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for being on with us today. And uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, remember, the show ends here, but you can always check on the online content at rapidfireradio.us or leave us a message on the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. And keep up the good fight. Support your local community. Be an advocate for responsible gun ownership. And together as Americans, we can overcome anything. I'm Toby Leary. God bless. We'll see you next time.